May I welcome you to episode 27 of Moving Matters. I am your host, Colin Wynn. I hope Moving Matters will give you an insight into others working or have worked in this wonderful industry as they delve into their past, their present and their future. You will find a new episode of Moving Matters on the second or fourth Thursday of each month. In this episode, we discover that my guest began her career in the industry having agreed to join on a temporary basis of six months, and that was in 1999. We discover how the company started, what it has become today, the challenges, what she would change from her past, her high points, and where she sees the company and the industry in the next five years. And as always, we end with a funny moving story. My guest this episode is Georgina Berry of Richard Healy Removals. Enjoy. Good morning, Georgina. How are you today? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. Yourself? Very well, thank you. Welcome to Moving Matters. Thanks so much for having me. Can you tell everyone about yourself and the length of time within the industry? Yeah, my name is Georgina Berry. I work for our family business, Richard Healy Removals, and I've worked with the company since 1999, so quite a number of years now. How did you get started within the industry? Oh, God, that's a story. Um, I had just finished my financial services exams and I was going to go and become a financial advisor. However, my dad and Richard, who's my brother, they were working at the removals and had actually bought a pub <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and we're trying to renovate the pub, do the removals. Uh, you know, it was just getting a little bit out of hand. So because I had just finished the exams and I, I wasn't quite sure where I was going, I said, look, I'll come out and help you for six months till you get back on your feet, get the pub open, and then I'll go on to do whatever I'm going to do. And obviously that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that always the same in this industry <laughs> i'm still here um but when myself and richard and also not long before me started barrier operations manager when the three of us started working together it started jailing quite well and we all yeah. had separate roles which allowed us to start moving the company on a bit to what it was before i kind of started so that's the background of how i've ended up here <laughs> Do they still have the pub? We do still have the pub. Really? Yes. We, we don't run it, but it is leased out. So, no, we still have it to this day. Well, I hope the guys keep going there. That's one way to get your money back. <laughs> <laughs> Pay them in their right hand and take out of their left from yeah. the alcohol. Brilliant. <laughs> so, can you tell everybody about the company and the services that it offers? Yeah. Well, as I say, Richard Tilly, it's a small family-run business. Um, we provide a number of services, domestic and commercial moving, uh, storage. We have a 120,000 square foot warehouse here that we moved to about five years ago. So we've got plenty of storage space. We do a bit of international and European moving. It's not a, it's not a great deal of our business, but we do bits and pieces. And we also do a shredding service here as well. As well as that, we're also quite heavily involved in training and we have a training school on site as well. Now you said you were a small business. I don't think you're a small business. How many <laughs> trucks are you running? Uh, there's about 15. 15 trucks. See, that's not a small business. 
And in your warehouse, in, in this huge warehouse that you have, is it containerized or self-storage or both? It, it's mainly containerized storage, but we also do vehicle storage and, you know, some larger items as well. So we've got the majority of the business containerized storage, but we have other bits and pieces there. And how many containers do you have installed, do you know? There's a bit, just over a thousand. See, you're not a small family business. When, <laughs> when I joined this industry in 1990 with, my, with my, the old company I was associated with, Alton Moose Group, John McGinty, bless him, he used to say he was a small company and he ran about eight to 10 trucks and 700 containers, something like that. But when we went around the BAR area meetings together, we soon found out that he wasn't a small company. So I don't see you being a small family company with 15 trucks and a thousand containers. Oh, well, I, I don't, yeah, I think we probably, we have grown a bit over the last few years and we had downsized there a wee bit, but we've upsized again. But I think we probably still think that, that we're <laughs> a small family business. But yeah, When did the company start? It was started with my dad in 1965. 1965, wow. But that was just like the one truck. He, he was kind of going back and forward, up and down to London, basically, kind of on a weekly basis. The way it actually started was he started off as a painter and decorator, working right. in London, but he was actually making more money coming home at the weekend and going back because he had a wee small kind of van he had for the painting and decorating. Yeah. So it kind of slowly but surely moved from the paint and decorating into the haulage type removal side of things. And that's how it all started. So he never had removals experience before. It was just a case of he's traveling to and from Scotland down to London. I've got a van. I can put items in it. I can make some money if people are interested. No, absolutely no experience. Wow. None of us have had any experience in the removals industry. Everything that we've done we've learned from my dad or we've taught ourselves yeah. through training or speaking to other companies or picking things up. We've never had any tra- you know, we've never had any experience, sorry, not training, we've got lots of training, but never any experience of actually working with another company. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Tell me more about this training facility you have. Uh, when we moved over to this site that we're on, we've got a lot of space here, which allowed us to kind of open up a space for a training room right. and also training facilities, you know, space to hold the training. So, and there was an opportunity through the BER to become an approved training school. And as we're, you know, we, we're really big on training. We, we think it's brought a lot to us as a company. We'd never have survived if we hadn't invested in training ourselves yep so we came on board with that and it's been really good it's been absolutely fantastic for our own company because it allows us to train our own boys at the drop of a hat we have got some fantastic training materials that have come from our headquarters which i wouldn't have been able to to do on my own i just wouldn't have had the time yeah so working in conjunction with them it's allowed us to provide the training with fantastic materials I've been through training myself to allow me to become a trainer. And it's, it's, it's been fantastic. Um, we have lots of other companies coming for training as well, which is great. It's always great to meet other companies and see what they're doing and what they're up to. So what challenges have you had to overcome? My goodness. <laughs> 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 well, as I said, when my dad started the business, 
he done um, mainly dom domestic moving, a, a bit of commercial, as I said. But the majority of his work was local council contracts, local authority work. And when we came on board, that, you know, we just continued to do that. So that we only maybe had one or two contracts and we did bits and pieces of domestic moving. We didn't do a lot. Sometimes it was more of a hindrance to us, really. Yeah. But then one day, the, the contract that we had overnight suddenly realized, oh, we could do this. Came over, seen our facilities and set up the exact same thing. And even before, I think it was about 18 months left of the contract, they just took everything in-house. So overnight, we didn't have a bit business, basically. We wow. did no work whatsoever. And that was maybe about eight, nine years ago. So basically, we had to start from scratch and actually build a proper removal business. Um, we didn't do any marketing. We didn't speak to other companies because that, that was one of the things my dad always said, oh, no, you don't want to give out, you know, any information to any other company. <laughs> no, one, no one had a clue who Richard Tilly removals were, you know, apart from the contacts we were, were dealing with. So, yeah, it's been, um, it's been interesting, <laughs> but absolutely amazing because I think at that time we thought we were finished. You know, we really did. We didn't think there would be any company left and we all pulled together and we went from strength to strength. Certainly, well, definitely within the eight, last eight to nine years, that's yeah. one hell of a turnaround. Yeah. Because <laughs> all your eggs are in that one basket. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sad when a contract comes to an end like that, but then that, that is where you suddenly think, oh my, now what do I do? Yeah. So eight to nine years to turn it around. And as we said earlier, 15 trucks, 1,000 containers. How many staff? There's 32 at the moment. 32 staff. See, that's not a small business. <laughs> 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 I suppose compared to what we were eight or nine years ago, it's certainly slightly different, that's for sure. It was maybe a bit easier then. I mean, it certainly was easier. We didn't need to do anything. We just had to answer the phone and send yeah. trucks out. You know, there was no, nothing there, you know. You had no selling to do as such no. then, did you? You hadn't, didn't have to go out and compete against anybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, very different today. Very, very different. Most definitely. If you could change anything from your past, what would it be? Not coming market removals. <laughs> oh, no way. Not having that one. Not having that at all. Not at all. what, staying in the pub? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we would really change anything. At the, you know, at the time when that all happened with us with the contract, yeah. you know, that was the worst thing that could possibly have happened, or so we thought. But see, when you look back on it, yeah, it, it it wasn't you know it was absolutely brilliant for us to then grow as a company. It, you know we used to laugh and say we don't have a clue how we got where we got honestly because hard work you know, basically hard work. We've had no experience of working in removals, no exp business experience. But you know what? You can soon learn learn how to do these things. Yeah, and again, being members of the British Association of Removers. We never thought for a second we could ever be members of bar. However, it's not until you start meeting people and you realise, God, we are doing a good job here. We do know what we're doing. But I, when you're in the middle of it, you maybe don't feel as if you are. But no, we certainly have. And it's a great network. Being members of the Scottish area, etc. It's a fantastic um, network. There's some amazing companies in Scotland who we really look up to and you know, have helped us, we've helped them. You know, it is an absolutely brilliant 
area. How long have you been in the BAR? I take it you weren't in the BAR when you had the contract? Yeah, I think we had not long joined. Maybe, right. So maybe from, God, I don't even know how long, from about... Got to be a good 10 or 11 years then if you had yeah. it just before the contract was ended. Maybe it was one of those, we'll join the BAR as we now have to go out and market ourselves. It must and... have been. No, I think we were members before that, but hadn't used it, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. From early 2000s, we would have been members. And again, that what actually happened with that, we joined the bar because one of the contracts we're doing said, oh, you need to be a bar member. And we thought, oh, God, I don't know what this is. But we really <laughs> picked it and we managed to, to get everything together that we needed. But did that was it. Didn't make, you know, didn't go to meetings, didn't speak to any members. And then one time, Richard and I, for some reason, had booked a holiday kind of, we, we were joining up for a week with our families and the letter came in to go to the bar meeting. So my dad was taking charge while we weren't there. And he went, oh, what's this? Oh, bar meeting. Oh, I'll fill this in and send a check away. And <laughs> my dad, we came back. My dad says, oh, I filled this in. You're going to a meeting. I've sent the check away. And we're like, oh, we kind of go to that. We don't know anyone. He went, oh, well, I'm paid, I've paid for it. You are definitely going. <laughs> and that was, that was how we went to our first bar meeting because because my dad had paid for it, he was making sure we went. There was no chance that we were missing it. And that was the start of our association with the meetings, et cetera, because we realised, oh, it's not that bad and met some fabulous people through the years. So that's how we ended up there at <laughs> our first meeting. <laughs> One of my early BAR meetings was actually in Edinburgh. (laughs) We flew up to actually attend that one. We did a little presentation there. But yeah, I've I've had some great times in Scotland with clients. We like a a party, (laughs) shall we say. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I'll vouch that one. Did you not win the Domestic Movie of the Year competition? Yes, we did. You did, didn't you? I thought so. How did that go down? Did, um, was that well received by clients? And yeah. Did you market that? Yeah, no, we definitely did. Because, again, this was one of the things that happened to us. We thought, oh, we'll go in for this. And again, it was more about for us, you know, feedback and how we could improve, etc. But we, we have quite a few awards. And again, that's the reason we always go in for them, because it's amazing to have business people come in and look at your business and give you feedback and yeah. let you know how to improve. However, we, we went in for a couple of times and then I don't know who, but someone said, oh, you'll never win that. So that was Brilliant. that. That was that. <laughs> Let's just say we weren't giving up till we, <laughs> till we had won. <laughs> Bit of reverse psychology going on there, yeah. I reckon, because um, it certainly worked. Yeah, so no, again, we were absolutely delighted to win that and when you look at the caliber of companies you're up against yeah etc yes it, it was a great honor and it was amazing because it was it was the conference at Belfast so uh, right. uh, uh, amazing weekend absolutely amazing it was in the Titanic you know the Titanic room in the museum yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a gospel choir we're singing as we won oh it was just absolutely unbelievable we'll never forget the night it was great well, I've been to a few conferences and I'll never forget any of them. <laughs> God, I can't wait for them to come back. I really can't. So what is your high point of being in the industry? Uh, one of them is winning the, the Moti, but another one we also won at the Transport Awards, uh, Scotland's top truck training operator. 
Great. which was absolutely amazing. And that award was presented to myself by Princess Anne. Right. So wow. again, absolutely fantastic. We've also won two awards at the Ayrshire Chamber Awards. Right. Um, so two in the one night, which was fantastic. Customer service was one of them. Getting to the final of their overall awards as well, again, up against some amazing companies. You know, it's just fantastic when you can get to that stage. This is blowing my mind. I'm sorry, I have to come back to. So Richard started off as a painter and decorator, then started to transport goods, formed the company in 1965, and here we are today, and you've won awards left, right, and centre. Massive company at the end of the day, massive company. It just blows my mind how far you know, the company's come, and none more so in the last eight to nine years. Well, that's it. But I think we've been very lucky because it's all right seeing, you know, myself, Richard and Barry, we're at the forefront of everything, but we've been very yep. lucky in that we've had a great team behind us because yep. we couldn't do it all. You know, and we've been very lucky in, the, you know, the, the employees that we've had through the years, they're not all still with us, but they've all been part of that journey. Some of them have moved on to new avenues. Great. We wish them well, but they were always, they were part of that when they were here. Yeah. And the team that we've got just now, you know, they're amazing, especially the times that we've been living in, you know, over the last year and a half. It's been very, very difficult. And you know what? Yeah, None amazing. of them have let us down. They've got their own things going on in the background as well, and they've yeah. never let us down. You know, they've worked to get us where we are today. You know, it just doesn't come from us. That's the easy bit. It's actually getting guys <laughs> to go out and do the, do the job for you and keep your good reputation in place you know and keep the quality and that's been difficult with the challenges these challenges are not finished either because now we're seeing more challenge you know with isolation and all the the different events you never know who you're going to have from one day to the next yeah it's just kind of managing that and hoping your team will be there behind you which we've been lucky enough you know they have been so how have you found things through covid it's been challenging, <laughs> most definitely. Just trying to keep going on a day-to-day basis has been difficult. I think at the start, we, we closed down immediately when we were asked to yep. because we were so frightened and we didn't understand what was happening. We wouldn't put any of our team in jeopardy. There was absolutely no way. And then, obviously, the risk assessments and things started coming through and the guidance which allowed us to open up again, tentatively at first, to see how things went and start to put things in place. And we've continued to do that. But yes, I think it's challenging. And it's you've got also different factions of the public. Some people are not bothered at all. And then you've got the other end of the scale who are particularly worried. So it's trying to kind of suit everyone and make sure everyone understands what they've got to do from their end as well, which has become quite difficult because some people are are not so so worried about it now (laughs) yeah yeah. and even though they're not so worried you've still got to protect your guys at the end of the day and make sure that they're all PPE'd up and because they could be moving that not worried person today but tomorrow on a a different job exactly Um, and it's not only your own chaps and your customers you're thinking about you're thinking about their families when they go home at night and if they maybe want to meet up with their parents at the weekend you know all these things that you've got to take into consideration making sure everything is limited as much as possible and it's all going okay but yeah we've still got quite a few challenges ahead I think we're we're certainly not coming out the other end anytime soon I don't think unfortunately unfortunately 
I have to agree with you. What one thing would you change within the moving industry? <laughs> keys. <laughs> Getting our keys at a decent time. And the, the, obviously we've had a lot of problems over COVID of this, yeah. of customers exchanging on the same day and things like that. It's been awful. We've heard some horrible stories of, you know, and we've had to deal with some quite problematic moves and it's the customer at the end who who it's affecting it's affecting us as well you know we've been so many moves that we've not been able to to do actually because their dates have changed so many times but it's been quite challenging some customers have been very stressed you know left at the end of the day with nowhere to go you know their their sale hasn't went through we've had to bring them into store they've had no home you know trying to get a hotel oh it's been quite awful for them all to just get that house sale through yeah yeah Yeah. horrific i've heard some horrific stories myself what advice would you give to yourself just starting out in the industry again well unlike us i would say network get to know other companies don't uh, close yourself in (laughs) there's a fantastic network of people out there who would give you advice who would give you help and take the same from you make yourself known to people and again yep. use training also we've done all sorts of training here you know even as we continue to grow we've had to do a lot of leadership training you know because it's very important we don't know how we've never ran a company before so we were starting to to struggle with all of that but right. training is been very important to us to allow us to kind of move on and and progress but there's so many things but use your local councils and you know business gateways all of these kind of things there's so much free information out there uh you know small courses two-hour courses four-hour courses about everything you can possibly imagine you know and they're all so useful the people that run these courses are amazing because they're they're specialists in their business so they're, yep. they're going to give you the, the guidance that you need. So use all of the free resources that are out there as well. And probably join the BAR early on as well, because well, I, mean, I have individual bar membership. And uh, I mentioned to them the other day that I'm not getting any emails and they've, they've oh. amended their records. And now I get an email practically every day and I'm inundated. But the amount of information you get, you couldn't survive without it. I would, yeah, I would say that as well. Um, forget about the, the, the individual memberships because, again, the information coming through from VAR during lockdown, etc., has been invaluable. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no way you could possibly get all that information together yourself. No. And it's a, a, as I said to you, the information that comes through, the guidance, etc., allowed us to open back up and start moving again. Whereas if we were just doing that ourselves, we would have struggled to collate all the information. Yeah. And the, the daily update, it's it's absolutely amazing because every day you're getting up-to-date information without having to go and scour the internet for it. So no, it, it, as I say, we didn't use the, the BR membership at all at the start. And that's one thing I would say, yeah, if you can join as a member, join as an individual member, there's so much out there that would be good. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Where do you see yourself and the industry in the next five years? Let's start with yourself. Myself. Oh, goodness. (laughs) 
possibly surveying the way things are going. <laughs> 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 get put out and doing the surveys. Um, you want to be careful then, man, if you're driving those trucks, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's one thing I can do, but they won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, the way things are going with drivers, you never know what might happen. Well, this is it. This it is might, it. It might get so bad that they've got to give in and put me out driving. <laughs> 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 All their lovely trucks will be wasted. <laughs> no, I, I can't see that. I can't um, see that. I, we would like to. We would certainly like to continue on the path that we're going. We don't want to grow too big. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. We would. We, we'd like it to be manageable. We don't want to take over the world. That's for sure. We we would like to grow, but grow it in an unmanageable chunk. Um, we we're quite happy in this site, but we've got quite a few renovations still. We would like to get done. We've just recently had a new roof on the building which was quite a large investment. So now we want to work on some other areas, you know, outside the building, yep. etc. So there's quite a bit of work we'd like to do in that respect. We will continue to work in the domestic market. We would like to grow our commercial market. And we, we as I say, we, did a li- we do a little bit of international European work. We would like to grow that area. Yeah. I hope we'll still be here in five years, but I think we're going in the right direction. I hope. I'm, I'm sure you'll be there in five years. What about expanding things like the storage side? Because that's less labour intensive. Yes, we, we are working on that at the moment. It changes all the time. So, yes, we, we're working on that side of things just now. But, yeah, no, it's certainly an area we, we will be heavily marketing as well. And I see you do the shredding. Yeah. Is that something that brings in a decent revenue or is it a slow burner? Or? Yeah, but it's a bit of a slow burner for us. We, To be fair, we don't focus on it quite enough. Right. So, again, that's another area we can work on going forward. Yeah. It, it's a kind of add-on service for us that we should be focusing more on. So where do you see the industry in the next five years? The way we've seen it over the last year, we're starting to to get some more money for the jobs, you know, yeah. more than what, what's in line with what I think is acceptable. Yeah. Again, is that just the boom times? Will it all come to an end? I'm not sure. But, yeah, I would like to continue the way we've been going. The rates have been great. I, th- I don't think we have a choice because with the driver shortage, et cetera, wages are going to... They haven't. They've had to go up, and they're going to need to, to go up again. So we're going to need to be paying drivers a lot more than what they're getting at the moment. So we will need to get the rates in for the moves. Whether that can continue or not, only time will tell. So let's let's chat about drivers. We we spoke off record earlier about it. So do you think porters will need to be paid more as well? Because obviously there is a driver shortage, but there's also a porter shortage. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. We certainly put our rates up for both drivers and porters, and I think I'll need to look at it again within the next few months. Yeah. I think the industry in itself is, for some people, they love it, but it's a, it's a either love or hate relationship people have with this industry, and it's not for everyone. It's not. So we're going to need to do more to entice people into the industry, and I think giving people a career path is much more important now than it ever has been because just enticing people in and saying that you're going to be doing this removal portal for the rest of your life 
you know, it's, it's not going to encourage people. So you need to give them a career path and show them, well, this is where you could go within the next, you know, 10, 15 years so that they actually want to come and work in the industry. Which is an interesting point because Michael Dunbar made this point from McGimpsey's mm-hmm. when um, he was on an episode with the Young Movers. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, you could start off as a porter in this industry. You could be a driver in a few years' time. You could be a storeman. You could be a surveyor. You could be office manager. You have so much opportunity that you can go in any direction that you really want. And that must have a massive appeal as long as the youngsters of the world are, are told this. You know, you can't, yes, you're going to have to lift you know, heavy furniture for the first couple of years, but you might then drive a truck. But you're going to see some beautiful sights. You're going to meet some wonderful people. You can then, you know, if you're not interested in that, you can then move into the warehouse or, you know, move into the office, start doing a bit of admin, start doing a bit of surveying, go out and see clients that way. It's so many, so many avenues. Well, I think that's the case. And I think that's what it's important. It's it's about us letting people know what the opportunities are. We've always brought young people through from school, right through the business, because it's something that's important to us. But the way it works for us is, we get to mould them into the employees that we want and we're not bringing people with bad habits that we don't want or from other industries that don't understand how this works. So, yeah, it is important. I mean, to to give you an idea of that, I've got two boys that work with me in the office, Ryan and Ryan. Now, they came to me... Hold on a minute, Ryan and Ryan? Ryan and Ryan, it's very confusing. Okay, I was going to say, that's confusing, (laughs) isn't it? Shout Ryan in your office now, both are going to turn around. (laughs) It's so confusing, it confuses everyone. But they both do different jobs. But they came to me from a kind of training game, it's called Street League. And Street League came in and just off chance, and they said, oh, are you looking for any staff? I said, I actually am, I'm looking for someone to help me in the office. And that was over six years ago. And both of those boys started within a week of each other. And, you know, they're practically running the whole place. Wow. Because we rely on them more and more and more. As our, yep. as our roles have changed, myself, Rich and Barry, we're reliant more on them than ever. And they're two young boys. They're, they're, they're in early 20s now, you know. They're not teenagers yep. again. But when they first started, they were answering a few phone calls. Now, they've progressed so well. And we could not do the business you know, you, you can, we could not do without them now. And they do a fantastic job, but they do so much more than we ever thought. I mean, Ryan, one of the Ryans, Ryan Kennedy, actually built a, a whole new website for us during right. lockdown. We all had input into it because we had a website built and it just wasn't what we wanted. It just wasn't portraying the company at all. Yep. And we thought, you know what, let's just build our own because then we're going to get what we want then. Yep. And that's what we've done. Now, who'd have thought when he walked in here six years ago that it was going to, you know, be such an, a huge part of the business? But that's exactly where this industry can take you. Exactly. And I take it both Ryans have never done a removal. Nope, they do. <laughs> that's that's another thing, because sometimes if so we're so busy, they, they, they'll go out and help. Because that's what... I know you're saying we're not a small business, but we still got that small business mentality that if something needs done, any of us should be able to go and do it because you never know what's going to happen. And during, as I say, during the times we're living in just now, you never know who's going to go off to isolate or, you know, something like that. So we've got all these things in place that if the worst comes to the worst, we've got someone who can step in to, to cover 
and it's always worked for us. And it also helps when dealing with customers because then they've got first-hand experience. Yeah. So, you know, if a customer's got a certain item that they want to discuss, then the boys can say, yeah, that's not a problem. We'll do this, we'll do that, and, yeah, we'll take good care of it. And I think so that, that definitely helps. actually helped them with the job as well because it's all right sitting in an office dealing with a customer and trying to explain how your move is going to work. But see, when you've actually yeah. went out and done it, it's so much easier to explain how things are going to work because you've seen it firsthand. Now, yeah. not out all the time. It is an, it's an emergency situation, but they, they've been out, you know, they've had to go out. But I think it certainly helped them in their job role. Brilliant. Absolutely agree with that. So what do you do outside of the industry to switch off? <laughs> Hopefully spend time in that pub. <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> drinker. Working in the pub would put you off drink for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've got two kids. They're 15 and 17 now. So I am the taxi driver, basically. <laughs> um, my daughter does a lot of dancing. She's actually dancing in the Dance World Cup in a few weeks' wow. time. Because of everything that's going on, they're not going to be going physically, but they're doing a video entry. So I spend a lot of time with her, ferrying her about, and I, I help out at the dancing as well, I help them out with their admin, etc. So that takes up one night a week and a Saturday morning, I do that. And my son does a lot of football, so again, he should be driving soon, so I'm going to lose one of my jobs. <laughs> so I'll have a bit more time for myself. But other than that, it's trying to keep fit myself, fit that in, running the yep. kids about. I do a lot of reading. I do like to read. Probably quite boring, but that's that's the way I relax. Well, reading definitely helps with relaxation, that's yeah. for sure. So will the kids come into the business? Don't think so, but I'm not sure. My son's just, he's got a place at Glasgow Uni to study law. So he starts Ooh. here in September. And although he, he he has came out, you know, to help maybe yep. commercial moves and things like that, but we've needed extra guys. He does come out and last summer he was out for a bit of pocket money, etc. But at the moment, I don't think so. I'm not sure. My daughter, possibly. Yeah. But only time will tell. I'm not that sure. <laughs> and finally, I like to end my podcast with a funny moving story. Do you have one or more to tell? That I could see online. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> oh, everybody says that. One of these days, somebody will give me a bit of dirt. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, do you know, there is one, actually. We, we, we like to do, like, we promotional videos and photos and that kind of thing. And we, we obviously like to use our own guys and we like to use moves that we're on ourselves. So this yep. one time, we were doing a, a promotional video. So it was of someone's move. And the chap that was doing it had all his cameras set up. And you can imagine. So they were doing a, a time lapse at the back of the vehicle. So the boys were right. in and out. But the boys completely forgot that. And they're obviously trying to do the You know, why we put them under so much pressure, I don't know. It's a shame. They were <laughs> trying to do someone's move. And the chap with the cameras taking pictures. And then he's got the video camera out. And one of the boys came out and went, oh, my God, see if he doesn't get out of the road with that camera. Away he goes. And the boy's going pointing to the, the time-lapse video. So they were like, oh. So when they came back at night, they went, just to let you know, 
when the, the, the chap starts looking at that video, he's going to hear us moaning about him. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> and did they use the video? We did use the video. I mean, never ever mentions anything about it. You know, the, the, the video chat, we never ever say <laughs> Probably used it to be fair. I mean, it's a shame expect putting them under so much pressure to try yeah, and get yeah. a promotional video. But anyway. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, Georgina, I appreciate you giving up your morning to record an episode with me. And thank you very much indeed. Thank you. And good luck to your daughter in a competition. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Not a problem at all. You take care. Thank you very much. Thank you. I sincerely hope you enjoyed episode 27 of Moving Matters. Please rate, review and subscribe in your favourite podcast player of choice and please tell your industry colleagues about Moving Matters. My thanks and appreciation go to Georgina Berry of Richard Healy Removals for giving up her time to record this episode. Thank you again, Georgina. If you would like to know more about Richard Healy Removals and the services they provide, then you will find links within the show notes for this episode and on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. I would like to take this opportunity to give some congratulations. Firstly, my congratulations go to Courtney Morrison of Clockwork Removals and Storage, who celebrate 25 years in business this summer. You can discover more about Courtney and his journey with Clockwork in episode 19 of Moving Matters. Secondly, my congratulations go to Chris Smallwood and his team at Britannia Anchor for winning the 2021 Living Wage Champions Award. You can discover more about Chris, Britannia Anchor, and what the living wage means to Chris in episode 12 of Moving Matters, where I hope you will then sign up to become a living wage employer. If you weren't already aware, the Movers and Stories show returns on November the 2nd and 3rd at Stoneleigh in Warwickshire. You will find more information on their webpage, themoversandstoriesshow.co.uk. And please, if you have a funny moving story that can be relayed to our listeners or you would like to be a guest on the podcast, then do reach out to me by completing the contact form on our webpage, movingmatterspodcast.co.uk. Well, that is all from me. So until next time, keep moving.